Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. If you are headed to Gen Con or you are just close to the Indianapolis area, then you should join us for our live show Saturday, August 3rd at 8 p.m. over at the Indiana Repertory Theater. You do not need a Gen Con badge to attend, but you can get a ticket for this show at thecritshowpodcast.com slash Gen Con. As I said, the show starts at 8 o'clock and the theater doors will open at 7.30. It's general admission, and we are super excited about this. Uh, we are doing a loving homage to our favorite game show from across the pond. So join us and a few special surprise guests as we present what we're calling Game Master. Again, that is Saturday, August 3rd at 8 p.m., and you can get your ticket at thecritshowpodcast.com slash GenCon. We hope to see you there. So you find yourself in front of the British Museum uh, with Metropolitan Cops, Bobbies, standing between you and your destination. Within the building, screams. Kind of a lot of them. Every so often, a uh, an officer will run in the front door or perhaps creep in the front door. Uh, none of them thus far have returned from doing that. And around you, there are a couple dozen Londoners who have uh, sort of stopped to observe what is going on, kept at a pretty safe distance by barriers and, uh, and police who don't want them getting any closer. What do you do? Well, I've got bad news. The door, and really many objects in this area, are clearly tainted by time travel. So whatever we're here for, I don't think we were the first ones to arrive. Yeah, I'd say not. There's something causing chaos in there. What do we do? Just rush the door? Should I get the cops talking so you guys can get in? We may be able to talk our way in. We may be able to sneak in. You're awfully dexterous. I could maybe convince them that I'm a researcher sent here to figure out what's going on. That's good. Or I could just go up to them and talk to them myself. Do you have a compelling reason that they should let you by? Well, I'm part of Her Majesty's uh, Highland uh, regulars, so I think I should be able to get through that. And I pull out my uh, my service card. Makes sense to me. Well, then I think my idea is pretty solid. I think I could spin a good yarn about being from Cambridge, but I don't. I'm trying to not. This is such a good idea, and I'm trying to not let you have it. Because <laughs> and just like that, let's talk about how compels work. 
you'll start with some fate points. You should start the game with three, except for uh, you, uh, Humphrey, because you only have two. I have four, because there are four of you, but I will use mine for evil. (laughs) (laughs) But I also have this uh, unlimited supply of fate points I can use for what are called compels. And compels are when I suggest to, in this case, you, Dr. Vance, a bad complication based on one of your aspects. For instance, as someone who thinks he's always right, it seems to me like maybe instead of listening to this uh, intelligent companion of yours, you would just go with your bad plan to walk up to a cop and pretend that you are from Cambridge. (laughs) Does that seem like the kind of thing you might do? Yeah, it sure does. (laughs) Well, then the choice is on you. You may either accept one fate point and do it, or... You pay a fate point, and you don't. I have already marked my new (laughs) shiny fate point, (laughs) and I am walking up to one of the officers that seems to be in charge. Well, there he goes. Hey, hey, not so fast. Back off, back off. Are you in charge here? Yes, I am, as far as you're concerned, and I'm telling you, uh, back off. Minimum safe distance, please. I apologize. I thought I was still at the minimum safe distance. I am one of the researchers who's been sent here by Cambridge to investigate whatever this phenomenon is. May my team and I pass, please. And I am going to ask you to roll deceive... Uh, versus this officer's admittedly pretty mediocre, uh, empathy. Okay. Two. Okay. Well, he got negative one. All right. (laughs) All right. So not only have you succeeded, you actually beat him by three or more, so you succeed with style. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) You, You got a critical success, essentially. In this instance, it means that you uh, get a boost along with uh, your uh, effect on the narrative. You have a one-use temporary aspect that is uh, uh, something you can use on a forthcoming role. Oh, I'm trying to think of what would make a lot of sense in this particular uh, situation. Probably looks trustworthy, because you look trustworthy. And in the next couple of minutes, if there is an opportunity for looking trustworthy to work to your advantage... You get to invoke that for free, and then it goes away. All right. Oh, okay. I didn't realize they were sending a team, but listen, are you sure you're ready to go in there? It's a meat grinder. I would certainly love some additional information from you before we do enter, but ultimately, yes, I believe that is our task, to go in and discover the cause. Oh, Lord, if I had any information, I would tell you. All I know is that there's screaming and crying and... Well, somebody threw an arm out the uh, back window. Dear Lord. Yeah. What started all of this? Was there a person? Was there an event? Was there a trigger at all? Not as far as we can tell. This all just happened about about an hour ago. Front doors slammed shut and uh, the screaming started. I mean, people were going in and out. Lots of it's the museum. People go in and out all the time. But uh, as far as I know, there's no event that led to it. Were there any suspicious characters around the time that the doors slammed shut? Perhaps a gentleman wearing yellow. Wearing yellow? Not that I'm aware of. But uh, you know, uh, Chauncey's working the video feed over in the uh, in the van. If you wanted to uh, take a, a spin through that. Yes, I think that would be extremely helpful. Thank you. All right. Yeah, I will lead. Us over to the video. What is it? Is it like a van or a tent or? It's like a van. It's a van with the you know the side door is open and there's video equipment in there. You know, like in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe those exist in real life. They definitely exist in metropolitan London. Well, the officer in charge has suggested that perhaps the video feed might have some answers about what spawned all of this, but started about an hour ago and the doors slammed shut and the carnage began. I think Danny is looking at the doors and like just having a hard time on not just rushing in to see whatever's happening. Oh no, is Denny's overwhelming curiosity getting the better of him? No. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but he is at least, e- even if that is what's really happening, he's at least nodding at Vance's suggestion of looking through the feed, <laughs> whether he feels it or not. No, I, I think I think this is natural compel territory as well. I don't know if you're necessarily going to walk straight through the door, but video feeds are boring, and just like peeking through there and seeing what you can see is interesting. It sure is. So, uh, would you would you like to take a fate point to wander closer to the door? Oh, I like fate points. Uh yeah, yeah, I think I do. Excellent. Uh, we are. What, five minutes into the episode and we have split the party? (laughs) Either the rest of you, do y'all wander with Denny or do you leave him to his own uh, idle curiosity? I think that I would uh, be interested in seeing the the video feeds, but I am constantly keeping Denny out of trouble. So I think I would end up seeing him go that way and break off from the other two. That makes sense. So Humphrey and Denny head towards the door. Noel, where are you going? Yeah, I would go to the van. Let us go in and check out the video surveillance. All right. I'm going to leave you, Denny and Humphrey, for a moment. And let's uh, let's look in this, in this van. Uh, as you get closer, it's full of like computers and it's got an antenna on the top and there is one officer who's sort of scrubbing through a lot of video footage from the door of the uh, British Museum. And there's actually a lot of footage. You may or may not be aware of this, but London is the most surveilled city on the planet. So there are lots of cameras pointing at this door. Uh, He sort of looks up as you approach and says, what do you want? Excuse me, we are we are researchers from Cambridge, and we have been sent here to investigate this phenomenon. The officer in charge told me that we could peruse your video to see what has happened here today. I mean, you can if you want, there's nothing to it. It's just people walking in and out. I've gone over it ten times. Well, if it's all the same to you, I would love to take a second look at it. Thank you. <sighs> He sighs. He looks at his watch. He says, all right, I'm going to go take a whiz. Just be quick about it and don't touch any of my stuff. Oh, I don't like this guy. (laughs) Just my eyes kind of narrow and I go, of course. Gives you a look as he uh, leaves and there you are with a bunch of video equipment. I want to get inside the van and gesture for Noel to join. Yeah. And then shut the doors. (laughs) This is my van now. (laughs) All right. You don't recognize any of these like machines i mean you kind of get what they do but you're not familiar with their specific operation but you know you can see cameras and buttons and screens you could probably work your way around it if you wanted to does it seem like there is a central computer that it's all running off of uh yeah it does seem like there is one main console and a lot of ancillary uh screens attached to that could i try to plug into that console and download the the last hour or so from like a couple of different cameras 
gosh, usually I'd say no, but for a, a synthetic humanoid, <laughs> it seems like that might be possible, but difficult. I'm trying to think of what skill that would even fall under. Burglary. <laughs> uh, my first instinct was actually to call it, like, academics? But uh, since you are, you know, working with computers possibly falls under there i was thinking rapport because you know computer to computer i love it yes <laughs> this is a specific application of rapport and i would like you ideally to get a uh, a plus three on this a good plus three result yeah i'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's that's not true i might here we go zero <laughs> okay so now let's talk about one of the other things you can do with fate points you can invoke aspects you can invoke your aspects uh for a plus two or a re-roll uh it costs a fate point to do so but you could for instance invoke well, i mean the uncanny valley is the obvious one yeah or something else that sort of justifies uh you putting extra effort into this to uh, go from a failure to a success. Boy, um, I have a zero in rapport. My bad. Uh, <laughs> um, I feel like if I if I try it, I'm almost going to have to try to do both versions of that. I mean, you could you could do two plus twos, and that would guarantee you a success if you uh, yeah invoke two of your aspects. Or you can accept that no, this information is not uh, going to come to you. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that all of her ports—they're just too advanced. These are these are all uh, USB, and she's she's rocking mm -hmm. HDMI. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is unfortunate because you have failed. Something bad happens, uh, and in this case, I think that as you are trying to kind of plug yourself in, Officer Chauncey comes back and starts trying to open the door. Did you lock the door behind you, uh, Vance? I absolutely did. Starts trying to open the door and starts banging on it and shouting, Hey, what are you doing in there? Hey! Uh, through the door, I just say, My apologies, I seem to have accidentally tripped the locking mechanism and now I can't figure out how to undo it. <laughs> oh, these vehicles will be the downfall of me. Uh, I think once again I'm going to request that you roll deceive on that for this lie you're telling. <laughs> Don't forget the little thing you wrote down. Yes. Yeah, I look trustworthy. So how do I invoke looks trustworthy? It is a boost, so it is free. If you say that, oh, I want to invoke that, and it'll, it's after your roll, so you aren't going to waste it. Okay. If you want to uh, invoke it, you just say you do, and then you get a plus two, but then the uh, aspect goes away. Okay. <laughs> so how'd you do? Uh, I got a negative two. Okay, so the uh, Officer Chauncey got a zero in his empathy. So he does not currently believe you because you lied so bad. And so if I invoke this aspect to bring it up to a tie, that's not a success, right? No, that would be kind of a success at a cost. Okay, I'm going to do that, though. I mean, I think the, the cost of this is that Chauncey believes that you have made a dunderheaded move, but he also has the keys to his own van. <laughs> 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 so he does unlock the door and gives you a once over and well you look trustworthy but i don't i don't think i want you messing with my equipment anymore eh? why don't you go on i will look at noelle to see if she's willing to scuttle off Noel, you still have your like hands in the console <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yes, it seems there's nothing to be found here. Well, Chauncey, I suppose you were right. Anyway, that's when the fighting starts happening at the door. So let's cut over <laughs> to uh, Denny and Humphrey. Uh, Denny, you have crept closer to the door to see what you can see inside, yes? Yeah. Uh, and Humphrey, you are along as well. Correct. What you can see through the door is that the sort of front hall of the museum has been trashed. There's glass everywhere from display cases that have been crushed. There are bodies, a couple of them. And there is also, like, growths might be a way to describe it. Almost as if, like, parts of the floor have risen up in weird, you kind of want to call them almost tumorous, but they aren't organic. They're like rock tumors coming out of the ground whoa what do you make of this danny i I don't i don't think that we ought to be here at the moment we should wait till everybody gets here i mean we gotta see what is doing this though i know and it's important that we get this done but look at what's happening there that's not natural i'm gonna ask the two of you if you could to roll a uh a quick notice for me That'd be a four. Uh, I also have a plus four. Wowzers, y'all are good at noticing things, Uh, which is why you can see uh, towards the back of the room, amongst these bodies, there is movement. Uh, I'm going to pull out my uh, nine mil that I have in my shoulder holster inside my jacket, and uh, I'm going to grab Denny by the shoulder be like, let's back off, lad. Come on. Let's wait till the other two get over here, and then maybe we can figure out this. There's something moving. It could be somebody hurt. All right. And I'm going to go inside yeah there is a uh as you get closer you can see on you know, this pile of uh dead people one of them is sort of twisted well one of these people not dead evidently is uh twisting and writhing they're sort of buried underneath a couple of other much more obviously corpses because they are definitely lacking enough body parts that they cannot be alive anymore i'm like holding my hand out to tell denny to stay back stay back while i figure this out and I'm going to go up to this pile of bodies and see if I can't see if this person is alive. I love it. Do you uh, try and talk to them or are you just observing? At the moment, just observing. But uh, if I get close enough, uh, I'm going to, you know, say, hey, hey, hey are you all right? Uh, I think that when you say that, that is when this body's head turns to look at you and it is clearly wrong. This body, amongst a pile of bodies that have been torn up and cracked and broken, uh, its head turns to you at an utterly impossible angle. This body's neck is broken, but the head is flopping around as it looks to you, the eyes red and bloodshot. Its arms begin to sort of twist up as it pushes down to lift itself off the ground, knocking these other bodies uh, off its back. Oh, and I'm going to be, I'll brandish my pistol at it. Uh, You stay back. Stay back right now. Don't you come any closer. And that's when it starts to come closer. (laughs) Obviously. um, I want to shoot at its legs, arms, something that might be touching the floor, keeping it in balance. I like that. Uh, It is going to try and avoid this shot, not particularly effectively, because it is uh, not particularly tough. But uh, go ahead and roll shoot for me and ooh, see what you get. All right. Uh, Plus three. Plus three. 
Three, it rolled a uh, plus two on its defense, uh, which means that you have done one shift of physical damage to it. I think in this case, like, you you shoot it. Uh, that bullet absolutely connects at this distance, and it does not appear to particularly notice. Some chunks of its leg go flying off, but it is uh, still standing, and it is still approaching you. Denny, what do you do? Well, I mean, when he told me to stay back by the doors, you know, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, so I think I pull my revolver and he's taking a shot. That means it's action time. So I think I want to follow suit. All right, go for it. You're just trying to shoot this thing till it's dead? Yeah. Okay, I support it. That's not natural. You know, we never discussed this on air, how old Denny is, but like the relationship between you two makes me assume you're like 12. <laughs> <laughs> Doogie Hauser, I got my doctorate. <laughs> Oh, that brings me up to a zero. Okay, uh, that by itself is not going to do any damage to this thing. Its defense roll was a one. Ugh. Now you can invoke an aspect to improve this attack. I got nothing unless I can justify my parkour being that I literally like ran up Humphrey's back and I'm shooting this thing in midair to get a good shot over it. I will accept that because it's amazing. Yes. All right. I (laughs) sure do that. You leap off of your butler to shoot this thing uh, probably right in the head, I assume. Oh, hell yeah. And you definitely get it right in the head. And, like, let's not mince words. Its head definitely does explode. This does not stop it. Where once it had a head, now it has sort of a dripping face area. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, blood and other blood-like substances are uh, dripping down onto the floor, but it is still upright and it is still approaching you. And now it is its turn to act. And it shambles forward. And it has a stunt called Infectious, which I enjoy because whoever wrote this stunt is super handsome. (laughs) (laughs) And that is it. Anyone who uh, begins their turn in a zone with a lesser plague bear takes a one-shift physical hit. So this isn't going to affect you just yet, but as it gets closer to you, you can sort of feel all of the miasma, essentially, pouring out of this thing. In fact, as it gets closer, you can even see kind of a yellow fug surrounding it that you are involuntarily breathing in. (laughs) But that is probably less important than the fact that it uh, definitely is going to uh, try and grab you, like, right out of midair, still in midair, Denny, and slam you to the ground. (laughs) Uh, so it is going to try to fight you, and it is going to roll. It's good at fighting. Uh, well, that is a plus three in its attack. Oh, no. Okay, so what am I doing? That depends on how you are going to defend yourself. Um, in this case, I would say, like, how you defend yourself is really a matter of however you can justify to me how you are avoiding this attack. For a fight, usually that means you're either fighting yourself to fend them off, or possibly using athletics to duck out of the way. Although I'll I'll accept whatever makes enough sense. Yeah, I think it's not so much ducking out of the way, like I think it almost does get a hand on me, but I'm just using my knowledge of parkour to like roll with it. Like I'm using its momentum to almost make it throw me instead of hit me. I love it. So go ahead and roll athletics. Try and beat plus three. That's a four. That is a four. That is a successful defense. It does not do you any damage. Actually, even a five. I did my math wrong. 
even better. That does not change what happens. <laughs> <laughs> if it were a six, you would succeed with style and get a boost. So close, but I'll take it. Yeah, it, it tries to grab you. You are able to bound off its hand in a very impressive way. Uh, this is about when out in the van, y'all hear the sounds of a scuffle inside. Uh, I want to look around and see where Humphrey and Denny are. They're nowhere to be seen. <laughs> Naturally. I think our friends have made their way inside without us. Yes, that seems like the logical conclusion. <laughs> well, we should probably join them then. Very well. Start rushing the door. All right. I think that is essentially your turn in this conflict is getting inside. So let's wrap back around to Humphrey. You take one point of physical damage because you are right up next to this monster now. Um, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Is there any way to avoid that damage? This is the air you are breathing is tainted. There's really no getting away from that. But the nice thing about uh, stress is that if you survive this conflict, your stress will clear. Oh, okay. So, All right. yeah. Uh, well, then, uh, I'm just going to take a step back away from this thing as I'm firing. So you take one point of one point of physical damage because you are infected, and you take back take a step back and are trying to shoot, shoot your way out. Correct. I love it. Uh, that's a plus two. Uh, it got a plus three oh. in, in what is essentially its, uh, its physique's ability to absorb this shot and not care. You can invoke an aspect. Oh, that's right. Um, I always keep my equipment clean and maintained, so, you know... Uh, you don't go with quick on the draw on this one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> to tell us how clean the bullet was before I went uh, uh, Okay, yeah. So that takes you up from a two to a four. That does a hurt on this monster. Nice. It is It is now missing, like, multiple chunks. Like, I think its arm has uh, entirely fallen off and is now writhing on the floor. But it is still up. It hasn't fallen down yet. And Denny, it is uh, still right next to you, also tainting you with its powerful yellow fug. What the hell is this thing? Um, and kind of similar. I want to essentially just roll backwards and, and take another shot at it. Go for it. It's, uh, once again, I'm going to try and absorb this shot without, uh, feeling it. Oh, man. That's a one. It actually did roll a zero, oh. but I'm going to, I'm going to use one of my, uh, <laughs> fate points on this one. One of my limited number. Because this thing is, uh, it has the aspect bent on destruction. Ooh. And I'm going to invoke that aspect to give it a, uh, a plus two to beat your attack. Because it, it does not want to lay down and die. It wants to smash. Uh, so you like lop off its other arm with your gun, but it does not even seem to care. It is still loping towards you. Oh shit, oh shit. And I am just, at this point, scrambling backwards. And now it is its turn, and it is going to attack you, Denny. Good. See, this is what curiosity does for you. <laughs> it has no arms and no face, so I guess this is mostly going to be kind of a kick that it is doing at. <laughs> it is going to try and fight, and it gets a, uh, a zero, a zero on this roll, unfortunately. But it is still an attack, so you have to defend yourself. Yeah, I mean, sort of same stuff. I just want to try to anticipate here and leap past it. You know, I want to try to cartwheel out of the damn way. <laughs> okay, how's it go? Uh, let's see. What's a six give me? <laughs> Ooh, that is a success with style. 
Uh, not only do you not take damage, you get a boost you can use. Uh, a temporary aspect, something along the lines of good position. Now is the time that, uh, Vance and Noel, you make your way through the door. Uh, Vance, what do you do? These, uh, two folks who you've been traveling with are being attacked by half a person at this point. I think I want to take my moment to size it up. I'm not a great fighter, but I want to look it over and try and find anything that seems like the big red button. You know, if there's anything that seems like it will clearly be a weakness on this creature. Ah, yes, of course, and get your sized up aspect for free. Yes. I love it. So you do take a moment to, uh, size it up. And what you can tell is that there don't seem to be a lot of particularly, like, vulnerable weak points on this monster, but it is generally fragile. Okay. Uh, It seems like it is about to fall apart, and it is not as big and scary looking as it is. It's uh, pretty clumsy. And I muster all of my courage and all of my gravitas to say, Noel, get it. (laughs) (laughs) Is this a minion that we may have known about in the future? You know what? Yes, this is absolutely uh, something that you may have known about. Uh, in fact, you would you would call this a uh, a lesser plague bearer. This is what happens to some of the entities, not many, but some who die of the uh, King in Yellow's disease. All right. So with that knowledge, I'm going to run up and hit it, and I'm going to use my stunt. Know your enemy. All right. Four. It is going to uh, try and fight you off, essentially kick you back as you approach. But its role for that was a three. So you are able to deal it a point of damage, which at this point is the point that uh, turns this thing to mush. <laughs> oh no. Whatever is animating this thing ends, and it just, in fact, yeah, it definitely, it just dissolves into a puddle of multicolored liquid. <laughs> What the hell are these? Uh, these are the possible outcome of being infected by the disease or the plague that is traveling around. If you die, you might come back as one of these. You said infected, eh? And I pull out, like, my ready sanitizer wipes and everything that I have on me. I'm, like, getting my hands. I'm wiping my face. I'm going up to Denny. I'm wiping his his hands, his get, face. Get off licking his thumb and cleaning yeah. some dirt off Denny's face. <laughs> oh, no. Did you not see what was on your thumb before you licked it? <laughs> <laughs> so this... Beastie is dead, but uh, now that you are inside the museum, there are more piles of corpses in here, some of which are also kind of twitching in a similar way. They aren't getting up to attack you just yet. I suggest we move deeper into the museum, find this mask and destroy it before anything gets any worse. 100% agree. All right, follow me. And I lead them towards the back of the museum hallway. Okay, you seem pretty confident in where you're going. Yeah, I've been here before. Actually, is it fair to say, me being originally from London before the world went to shit, that maybe I have been here before and would know where this thing was? I think that is fair to say. The matter is complicated. Very quickly, as you go in the direction where you suspect the Assyrian artifacts are being kept, where the pallid mask is, and... The hallway that you are going down curves in a way that you don't remember. And past this curve, suddenly it is not a museum hallway anymore. The uh, wood floor beneath your feet abruptly gives way to uh, uh, stone. The uh, walls next to you 
kind of lose their paint and become plain, eventually decorated with a couple of angular runes up toward the top. And just the the whole quality, the shape of the hallway uh, changes in a way you can't quite place. It's not quite square anymore. As we're going through, uh, can I be on the lookout for any traps or any more of these piles of bodies or anything that as we go along? Uh, well, why don't you give me a, a notice roll? And I know you have a, a bonus to rolling if you are looking for traps, yes? Yeah. Okay. See if you can beat a three on this. How about an eight? You beat the pants off of that three. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. Uh, you do notice kind of a lot of traps. Uh, not necessarily that they have been set out for you, but there are bodies all over the place. The the walls, once you get to this strange stone section, it's hard to tell as you are just walking down, but there are little alcoves uh, every couple of yards. Sorry, we're in England. Every couple of meters that, uh, <laughs> you know, from your position way back, keeping a careful eye out, you can see, oh yeah, there's like blood and viscera dripping out of these alcoves. There are bodies there. Uh, bodies that possibly look like the ones that we just fought? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, fellas, lady, take a look at these alcoves over here. I, I would suggest that you stay clear of those. It looks like it's a couple more of those creatures inside those. So what the hell is this, though? Like, is this what you meant by seeing the time change or something? Something affected this somehow, right? Yeah, is, does this area read with the time travel-y glow? Interestingly, I'm gonna go with no on that. I, I mean, it's obviously not normal, but it doesn't read like this has come through time. Unfortunately, I don't think this is a result of time travel specifically, but it is a result of some strange phenomenon that I don't know. Huh. The thought of this being connected to, you know, that wherever we are now is connected to the museum. Could I use my corruption stunt here to try to see if I know a piece of lore about how some ancient one or um, an avatar of an ancient one could connect to times and places together? You know, you absolutely can, yes. And with this, I mark a corruption point, right? You mark one point of corruption. And when you use a regular stunt, you use a refresh. When you use a stunt, for the most part, those don't cost anything. You buy them using refresh. Okay. But a stunt is itself free to use. Okay, so using the the know your enemy didn't cost anything. That is correct. But when you invoke an aspect, you spend a fate point, a refresh. Uh, yeah, when you invoke an aspect, you spend a fate point. When you okay. buy a stunt, you spend a refresh, but that stunt is then free to use. Uh, and since I noticed those traps, do I get a boost off of that as well? You do get a boost off of that. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, no problem. I'm just going to like give you a boost, something like... Aware. Very aware. Okay. And that's going to come in handy very soon. And just to ask more about the mechanics of it, too, since the situation I was in has passed with the one I got for that good positioning in that fight, that's gone. That has kind of gone away, yeah. I assumed. I just wanted to... Once it stops making sense, it no longer particularly exists. Very cool. And what did you get on your roll to, uh, to know, Noel? Eight. Nice. That is... 
such a big number. It is. Specifically, this is a uh, a skill that lets you know uh, an aspect about an eldritch entity. Uh, and you are, in fact, in an eldritch entity right now. Oh, no. Uh, the aspect that comes to you is that it's called the Lost City. Uh, and go ahead and put just two free invokes on that aspect that you or any member of your party can invoke to get a plus two on uh, dealing with this area where you are in. You are in a chunk of Carcosa, that city from Peru. I believe that somehow we are in two simultaneous places at once. We are currently in the basement of the London Museum, but we are also in Carcosa. In fact, we may be inside one of the Elder Gods right now. Is Noel equipped with, like, GPS or anything? (laughs) If indeed you are, it has ceased to function. So we keep going, right? Like, if something's gonna be here, it makes sense that it would be in this place? Or do we need to get the hell out of here and see if the... If the mask is still in the museum proper. Yes, unless somehow we travel through here and come out again inside of the museum. The last known location of the mask was the museum. We are no longer technically in the museum. It could be that the king in yellow has already claimed the mask and opened up a bridge from the museum to somewhere he feels more comfortable here. Perhaps he has fortified himself inside of Carcosa and he opened his path directly from the location of the mask in the museum. That or something that works for him, right? Yes, unfortunately, we were not able to see on the security footage who started all of this. Yes, because according to records, he exits the museum with the mask. So perhaps they are entangled. And if we go further, we will find chunks of the museum, then chunks of the city and so forth. Either way, I think our best course is further forward. All right. If you are all in agreement, you uh, go further forward. With the aid of Humphrey's keen eye, it's quite easy to avoid these sort of rogue piles of bodies. As you go forth, the landscape changes around you. The walls sort of twist and turn. Uh, For a moment, you find yourself... Well, it seems like you're outside, but you're not outside in London. You're outside in this sort of grand garden of stone trees beneath a night sky that doesn't look particularly familiar. Do me a favor, Dr. Vance. Can you just roll notice? I sure can. Six. That's a very good notice. Uh, you catch a little, a little something uh, in the corner of your black eye. Uh, you catch a little glow as you, uh, as you kind of emerge into this outdoor area with lots of uh, paths leading away from it. One of them does have a weird little shimmer to it. Ah, there, there is the mark of time travel. Oh, so if we go down that path, perhaps it will take us back to our proper location. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I left the instruction booklet for oh. this eye back home. Oh, hell, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know that it will take us back to our where we came from, but regardless, if it's tainted by time travel, I think, well, basically, I think the weirder the path gets, the more we're on the right track. I can agree with that. Well, then, why are we standing around? Let's go. Lead the way, gunman. I will. And I and I do. Excellent. Uh, you lead the way. It takes you out of this 
seemingly outside area and back into a long stone hall that twists, abruptly dropping you back in the museum. Despite the fact that you don't recall going up at any point, you are on the third floor, way, way in the east wing. There's a lot of destruction here. Uh, in fact, you find yourself right in front of the stairs and they have been sort of crushed to bits. Well, it doesn't look like we're getting down anytime soon. Seems like something didn't want people coming up. Are there any like sounds that are like that are noticeable as we're walking around these stairs? That's a very good question. I think that there are plenty of kind of like smashing and screaming sounds happening from uh, from throughout the museum, but where you are right now is a little bit quiet. In fact, for you, I'm going to, because you were so damn attentive, uh, I'm going to let your kind of last noticing things roll ride on this uh, and say that what you notice nearby is somebody gasping for breath that is coming from a Above you, actually. On the fourth floor. You guys hear that? It sounds like someone's having a hard time breathing. Now that uh, he points it out, it is it is obvious. Near the stairwell before you, near these kind of destroyed, smashed sta- stairs, just above you, somebody is, is gasping for breath. In fact, if you, like, look up there, you can see little, like, drops of blood bloop, bloop, coming down. Uh, how broken is this? Do, do I think I could hop and skip my way up this thing? Uh, I think a parkour expert might be able to handle it, but it's going to be a non-trivial challenge. Sort of a... Okay. Beat a five. Ooh. Wow. A superb challenge. So is there a way in this game to help, like to help out, to aid? Ah, that's a very good question. There are basically two things you can do. If it is possible for two people to work together on something, then one of them can give a plus one to the other. The other thing you can do is create an aspect to aid your party member. Do something that will give them an easier time. Oh, so I could, like, give him a boost up, possibly. Absolutely. I would call that, that like, you are creating an advantage with physique to get him a sufficient boost. Okay, cool, yeah. Go for it. Roll physique, and this is going to be a lot easier. Try and beat a two. All right. Well... That's a zero. Well, I mean, he is kind of your chance at redemption. If you were to invoke that, because you really want him to do this. I only have one refresh left, though. Eh, what's the harm of running out? You'll be fine. Uh, the harm is that I probably end up being corrupted, right? I mean, the harm is you won't be able to uh, resist a compel in the future. Well, then I guess I better give him that uh, that boost, then. Go for it. That gives you uh, a tie. Uh, for this, you know, that'll that'll count for me to make that a boost that you can take advantage of, a boost up. And so what does that give me? Uh, that is an aspect that you can invoke for a plus two. Okay. So why don't you make an athletics roll, try and beat a five. Uh, so yeah, if I invoke that, then that gets me a six. That will get you up there. You bound off of your butler. <laughs> who his boost up isn't quite as much as you think it should be from a soldier like this. Like maybe he was distracted. (laughs) You were able to get to this stairwell and kind of shimmy your way up, bound from side to side and arrive on the fourth floor where you find a human, a living human, very injured, uh, laying on the ground, uh, face down, breathing heavily, breathing in a way that these corpses were not. Okay, I guess I'm gonna run over and kneel down and and try to gently turn them over. As you try to turn them over, uh, you see that this person who you're turning over is Dr. Vance Benson. Who? But who? <laughs> much changed. 
very different, older, 10 years older, eyes hollow, haggard, slashed across the chest. That one looks recent, but also like covered in uh, uh, sort of runic inscriptions on all of the flesh that you can see. That looks old. Vance? At which point, when he sees you, Vance attempts to pick you up and hurl you down to the ground. Uh, did I... I found you. What? Uh, I'm gonna try to get out of his grip? Good luck. Uh, do me a favor, please. Okay. Um, can you remind me, what is your physique, Dr. Fanspenson? My physique? It's a it's a nothing. Excellent. Okay. This is only going to be plus two as he tries to uh, shove you over the rail and down to the ground. Uh, okay. I think it's, uh, again, I want to try to go with the momentum and grab the rail and actually kind of go over the rail and just swing myself up a little further down. Sounds good. Like, is your attempt to land on the third floor safely with that, or? Yeah, I think I need to. I don't think I want to be up here alone with him. <laughs> Go for it. That is an athletics beta two. It's, wow, with a crappy roll, I still get a three. Oh, but this Dr. Vance Benson, this iteration <laughs> of Vance uh, has an aspect that our original, the one we love, does not, which is he has nothing to lose. <laughs> So uh, he he is not afraid to get close to the edge. He doesn't care if he falls over as well. Uh, so he is going to try and take you with him. Oh. By raising this up to a uh, four. Do you respond? Yeah. I mean, can I keep pressing and... Um... Uh, you can invoke another aspect. You cannot invoke uh, the... Uh, or Sorry, you didn't invoke an aspect. You just got a three. You can invoke an aspect to try and make that not happen. Yeah, absolutely. I think I want to invoke that for kind of fancy handwork on the rail here so that, you know, whatever he's trying to do, I just slip his grip. All right. So you're invoking your parkour enthusiasm? Yes. I love it. Uh, that is going to be enough to uh, allow you to, yeah, slip his grip and land safely on the third floor. I think Vance does continue to fall. So the three of you, <laughs> you see your companion uh, uh, slide down daringly. Uh, and then moments after you see your other companion, or in one case yourself, fall down to the ground below. If you rush over to the edge to watch his descent, it does get a little weird because moments before uh, he hits the ground, there is sort of a buzz, if you will, uh, a sort of a, a static of reality that is especially potent to you, Vance, in your hound's eye as you, this older version of you, apparently rewinds itself, falls back up to the fourth floor, and then above you, you hear footsteps running away. That's one of the versions of you I saw when we traveled. I hope we did not summon many of you. Well, where there's smoke, there's fire. If you saw many and we've encountered one, unfortunately, I have to assume there will be more. Quick, let me tell you all of my weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a trick knee. It swells when it rains. Um, God, I feel like I'm I'm probably reeling from having just watched all of that happen. How I, did he do that? How did he do the thing that he like rewound himself? Was there anything unusual like when the time rewound you had described all of the the carvings on their arms and stuff like did 
any of that glow or like was there anything noticeable about the the carvings i i think yes like those inscriptions all over uh all over i'll call them old vance old vance uh did definitely glow while that happened there is a clear cause and effect could i like roll lore or anything to know exactly what that is or how it works um Sure, go ahead and and give me a lore roll. I think this is going to be kind of an easy-ish one. This is a a beta two. Damn it, that is a one. Oh, you have no, you've never heard of runes before. (laughs) Um, Unless you have an aspect you would like to uh, invoke. Parapsychological researcher. Yeah, I was thinking either that or actually invoking my corrupted aspect, like the fact that I can see through time that I might be able to see and understand the effect of something else that manipulates time. Actually, you know what? I'm going to give you this for uh, eh, slightly free. Um, The aspect that Noel made earlier about Carcosa knowing the Lost City with two free invokes on it, Uh you know this has something to do with the Lost City. Uh, If Noel will let you invoke one of those free invokes, you can take that one for free. Yeah, I think that having this knowledge of the Lost City, like if he is kind of rambling out the names of some of these, I start cycling through the ones that are familiar and spitting them back to him. Right. So, like, in this little conversation, uh, what becomes obvious is that these runes covering future you, Vance, are all versions of the yellow sign, the symbol that represents the king in yellow. That this is a future version of you that has dealt with the king himself somehow. It's, it's a me that has encountered the king in yellow in a very direct way, I fear. He is covered in the mark of the, the king. Well, it seemed like he tried to hurt me. He may have been turned. He may be an agent of the King in Yellow at this point. I I don't know. I don't know. Hey, it's okay. Listen, I know this sucks that I, I can't even imagine seeing myself like that. But the whole point of you guys being here, the whole point of what we're doing is to stop that. It's to stop him and whatever happens to us and however we get corrupted. All right. So that is what we have to focus on. You don't have to worry because you're here now and we're going to get this done. Okay. It could be very dangerous, though, because your presence could mean that we are successful and it is bad. It sounded like he said that he found you specifically. So in us trying to fix things, possibly we're making them worse. Thanks for wrecking my invoke I was trying to make. (laughs) (laughs) All right. With facts, I'm supposed to introduce anecdotes. (laughs) I once saw a fire truck that was on fire. Isn't that ironic? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Noel, you have done the worst. Because you are you also you keep me grounded. And now Noel is panicking. And. (laughs) My my anchor, it's like, yeah, it's okay. It's all right. Noelle's seen the horrible things. She's like, I have. And they are horrible. What if they're worse? And I'm like, no, God. <laughs> oh, do not worry, Dr. Benson. I'm simply stating that as we go through, we should take further observation to see if the you from the future is in his right mind or insane. <laughs> you know, weirdly, that makes him feel better. Yeah. All right. Where to next? I think we got to get up there and follow him. I agree. Yes. 
Uh, it, it probably is easy enough for y'all to do a little poking around to find another route up to the fourth floor, uh, especially since we have a couple of museum experts. You like take only a brief detour through Carcosa to get there, <laughs> but you were eventually able to find where Denny saw Vance, and there is like a clear and present trail of blood to follow, which takes you, in this case, into another hallway that leads you into Carcosa, into this lost city, which is filling up the museum. Well, if this is filling up the museum right now, just think of what this will do to the to the world. Let's get through this faster, okay? <laughs> we all start power walking. <laughs> yeah, let's just follow my blood trail. As you follow the trail of your own future blood, uh, it takes you uh, into what is a tower, uh, a cylindrical stone tower that goes up and up and up three, four, five stories, much taller than the actual museum is. Uh, and eventually, uh, you do, however, reach the apex, uh, where you find yourself in a, uh, large domed room. There's no windows around you, just open arches through which, uh, there is cold air and Still, again, a night sky that you can't see above a sprawling city of stone towers, much like this one, that you do not recognize. Uh, and in the center of the room are yourselves, the four of you, uh, the only surviving one being uh, Dr. Vance, who is uh, in front of his defeated comrades, a much older uh, Humphrey, this time with wings on his back, but also his throat slashed entirely out. Uh, a Denny, whose flesh appears to have been stripped off, but that isn't what killed him. All of his bones are shattered. And, well, Noelle doesn't actually look any different, except in as much as her sort of center of mass has been ripped open and the brain within removed. And there is Vance, curled up in a ball, bleeding, who looks up as you enter, says, I failed. What were you trying to do? I was trying to stop you idiots. You made it so much worse. All of you made it so much worse. All right. Hey, calm down. We're here and we can, we can fix it. If you tell us what you know, we can fix it. You brought him back? With you, not you, you! He points angrily at you, himself. He points angrily at himself. <laughs> uh, you brought him back! The king! He started ten years earlier. That's why he's here, because of you, idiots! But if I can stop you, then maybe you won't come back, right? Right! If I stop you now, then you'll never come back. Then I'll never come back. Then we'll never come back. I just have to stop you now. At which point, he stands up with some difficulty, and he begins to attack. I want to be quick on that draw, and I just want to put a couple of shots into his center of mass. <laughs> By all means, put a couple of shots into his center of mass. Ooh, daddy. <laughs> That's a five. Oh boy, oh boy. Do you ever put some shots into his center of mass? Does he try to, like, protect himself at all? I mean, 
when that gun comes out, he does try to, like, evade, but he doesn't stop approaching you. Uh, I think the the most obvious thing that happens is that uh, when he gets shot, like, these runes start to fizzle, and you get the sense that he is trying to rewind this attack, but he is unable to. Like, here's my question. One of my stunts is that if Vance is in danger, I get a plus two to athletics to overcome and get him to safety. Mm-hmm. Like, knowing that we want to get more information from this Vance, seeing Humphrey draw the gun, can I try to protect this Vance? Uh, yes, you can. You absolutely can. <laughs> what was your role, Humphrey? Uh, five. Try and beat a five, please. Okay. All right, so right now I'm at a four. Is there anything in the knowledge of Carcosa justifiable to use that extra hold that I have for that? I think... That what happens is that you know enough about Carcosa to know that these sorts of towers are not uncommon in it, uh, and there are often, like, large uh, platforms on the outside of the windows. That the only way you can stop this is to essentially push Old Vance out of the arch onto this platform. Okay. Yeah, like, I want to run at him and grab him and leap out onto that little balcony. You do very that. Uh, you you <laughs> grab Old Vance, like, moments before this, uh, this shot goes off and yeah you you knock him through the uh, through the arch down a few feet land rough on a uh, on a little balcony out there dr vance i need you to listen to me you did this do you remember meeting us what do you remember meeting us when you were younger did this event happen no no i need to stop this event No, you have just changed it by encountering us. If you can give us the information you have, us going forward are no longer the you that failed. No, you don't. You can't. You can't do it. You won't be able to. He's too strong. I just need to stop you. You're smarter than this, Dr. Benson. You have discovered how the runes work. There is so much knowledge that you could pass on to us to help us be successful. Oh, you're really trying to get on his good side. This seems like some rapport action going on here. More so I'm trying to prey on what I know is his super strong ego. Oh, I mean, I one could make the argument this is also a provoke, if that is any better for you. Oh, man. No, no difference. <laughs> <laughs> I have no social skills. Uh, I mean, if someone on the inside sees this uh, lack of social skills going on and wants to try and do their part. Uh, I mean, yeah, if this is all in view, I would be seeing it happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that while like I'm just continuing to talk metaphysical facts at him, like if you teach us how to use this magic, we could all use it. And, you know, things that went wrong, we could undo and da 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 just keep hitting him while um, the other people kind of approach to overhear. Yeah, I think I would be nodding along with Noel. Like, she's right. Listen, you stopping us here only pushes it back another 10 years. We need to stop it. We need to cut the head off the snake entirely. With all of this, with this new information, whatever we did to bring him back early, we could do it now. We could do it. All right. Now make that rapport. Four. Four? That it beats a two. That will do it. Uh, Vance... Oh, Vance looks at you, and you know what? He knows you kind of idolize him a little bit, uh, and I think think that helps uh, sort of soften his heart. I don't know. I don't know if you, young Vance, feel any sense of paternal glee towards Denny, but... (laughs) Oh, no, I don't know Denny 
from Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But old Vance has had a chance to sort of uh, recognize Denny's idealism and uh, paranormal knowledge. He's sort of, first, the king is here. He's in the building. That's why Carcosa is rising, but he doesn't know where the mask is is. He gets lost in his own halls. He has no control over his own city. I know, I know where it is. I found it. I tried to stop it. I tried to get to it, but I was, and he kind of indicates his, uh, his chest wound. We were stopped by plague bearers. We couldn't get to it, but maybe you can. And he, he gives you kind of rough directions. Uh, of where this mask is, at least where it was when he saw it. All right, we have directions. We have what we didn't have last time. We can beat him to it. We gotta go. Please do. Just destroy it. Destroy the mask. It won't stop the king, but if you can keep him from getting that, he won't be as as powerful as he once was. Can I ask a mechanical question here? Of course. So, you know, when we take corruption, our aspects become corrupt. Does that also end up giving you a a new corruption stunt it does yes can you like force corruption like seeing dr vance here with these inscriptions and him knowing how to use the time magic like could i dock all that knowledge to possibly do to myself later oh that's interesting that is not something that is built in but that is a very interesting idea of essentially forcing corruption upon yourself yeah i would say that yes that is something i would allow okay so the next adventure we take on noel might have excellent (laughs) (laughs) yeah so after taking one last look at old vance uh noel will help denny back into the window so we can take off You follow these directions that uh, Vance gave you that lead you, uh, in this case, mostly through Carcosa, mostly through these uh, twisting stone hallways, uh, but eventually do spit you out back in the museum in what you know to be the correct exhibit, which this one appears to be less destroyed than the others. Lots of um, lots of cases are still full, filled with, you know, all kinds of interesting artifacts that, man, Denny, if you had a chance, you would love to take an afternoon here. <laughs> but the one that is of the most interest to you is the Pallid Mask, which is in the center of the room. There are a couple of what appear to be plague bearers there, but they're old. Like, they have already fallen apart. They aren't an active threat. The mask, at the moment, appears to be undefended. So, uh, do we just shoot it? Is it is it magic? Like, do we have to magic it? Um, I want to take a look around and just see if there's any other trail in here, like something else that might be hiding out of sight or someone else that might have traversed this and is waiting for us before we take another step. As you take a look around, and I'm not going to make you uh, roll for this one, what you notice is that sort of off to one side, to one exit... There is a fog, a yellow fog, and its bearer, a immense tall, kind of eight-foot-tall hunched humanoid figure wearing a broken crown, its face a mass of biles and tumors and sores. The king in yellow is wandering into the room. The stars are right for Great Cthulhu's return. 
It's up to you to make them wrong again. Fate of Cthulhu by Stephen Blackmore, P.K. Sullivan, Ed Turner, Leonard Balsera, Misha Bushager, and Sophie Lagasse is available now at evilhat.com. To enter for a chance to win your own copy of Fate of Cthulhu, visit thecritshowpodcast.com slash F-O-C. Contest ends February 16th. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Greetings, I'm Bernard. And I'm Magenta. You might know us from such hit podcasts as Madame Magenta, Sonus Mystica. Horror anthology Magenta Presents. Or season three of Mockery Manor. We're everywhere. And we're spreading faster than an STD in an old folks' home, because now we have a brand new podcast. Wham! Wham! It's a fun acronym that stands for We Have a Movie. Oh, it's not just an acronym, Bernard. It's not? It's a chat podcast where we invent smash hit Hollywood movies based on popular toys. If you like the Barbie movie and you want to see similar treatments of your favourite childhood toys, I'll wager you'll like Wham! With episodes on Polly Pocket, Rubik's Cube, Game Boy, Strawberry Shortcake, Furby, Connect Four, and lots of other nostalgia bait. But it's not just for adults who still like toys. It's a podcast for anyone who loves Hollywood tropes and comedy. And quantum mechanics. And BDSM. Wham! has something for everyone, but is still specifically about movies. That's Wham! W-H-A-M. You know, like when Batman punches someone. Yes. Adam West. That Batman. Exactly. Not the Christopher Nolan one. No. Download it anywhere you listen to podcasts. (sighs) That's what the world needs, another movie podcast. Was that clear? Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned quantum mechanics.